0: Nice is really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Samston. Somebody better help Sanstum. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh, my. Did Mick plant one on c card Wow. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. The spinning, spinning. Who's he going to go after? The puck drops and the goes Right take. This is Coliseum Chronicles The Penalty Box, your source for Islanders Enforcer talk. Proud member of RR Productions. Welcome to episode 105. But, as always, let's get to a few things first before we get into the nuts and bolts of this episode. First, the social media aspect of the show. On Twitter, the show's Twitter account is at Kali Sinbin Pod. My personal Twitter account is at Joe underscore Lozito. Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash Coliseum Chronicles podcast. And on Instagram, Coliseum underscore Chronicles underscore podcast. Now, I usually go on a little bit of a a preamble here about my logo. Excuse me. Uh, My logo, the logo that I love. I enjoy looking at it. I see it multiple times a day. I have it on a mug at work. And uh, as you know, on some t-shirts, that logo was done by local Long Island artist, Joe Marisich. Joe is available for hire. Please reach out to Joe. If you have any art projects that you need to be done by a professional and on Twitter, you can get Joe at graphics Joker or on the interwebs at loudegg.com. Well, as you know, I've been, um, persona Al Groton the last little bit persona non grata, uh, and in the, not in my absence, cause he just keeps plugging away two episodes a week. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable. The, the guy's a machine, uh, the fourth line voice podcast, uh, Darren up in Saskatoon, um, part of the hockey podcast network. Like I said, two episodes a week, you know, Alec and I, we kind of, you know, do it when we can, when we can get to it. And there's Darren, I'd say old man river, obviously my voice just cracked. I'd say old man river, but I'm older than him, but I mean, he's just reliable two episodes a week. The dude goes to uh, Edmonton for the ice wars, puts out an episode. He comes back, he's putting out episodes. Um, and if you haven't checked him out by now, if you're, if you're a listener to this show, then I don't know what you're waiting for, but the 4th Line Voice Podcast, like I said, my friend Darren, uh, two episodes a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, Darren always puts out great content, and uh, the last two episodes, absolute grand slams, absolutely. I, his, his third to last episode was his review of Ice Wars, which was very good. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, it's on Fight TV. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. And if you're spending money on a pay-per-view, um, why would it 20 bucks it's not it's not crazy it's not like a uh, a boxing pay-per-view or or um you know a combat sport pay-per-view where it's a lot of money 20 bucks very reasonable very entertaining uh not perfect not perfect to be honest there's a few things uh I would have changed uh or that I would change going forward but um I absolutely loved it and uh I hope that uh, AJ continues And I hope this is something that becomes uh, an event. That's a few times a year because I'll order it every single time. But anyway, uh, I digress. So uh, three episodes ago was Darren's review of the Ice Wars tournament, which he was there live for. After that, a great episode with Cade McNelly. Really uh, just uh, similar to when I interviewed Yannick Turcott. He's a guy, young kid, that really is... He was probably born 20 years too late. Um, one of the toughest guys playing pro right now. Um, and uh, I personally would love to see Cade in Bridgeport, uh, or worst case, Worcester next year. I'd love to see him uh, as part of this organization here on the island. Um, and that episode was great. And then, not to be outdone, uh, on Wednesday, Darren released an episode with Grant Ottenbright. And, um, I think unless you're like a hardcore fight fan, um, you might not know. Uh, Grant's name, but Darren says it all the time. Actually, if you don't know the, if you don't know the guest, you'll definitely know some of the names in the episode and um, Grant, I mean, I I know Grant, but if you're strictly an Islander fan, you may not, uh, you may not be familiar with him and uh, uh, absolute uh, absolute grand slams last two episodes were just phenomenal and uh you know if you're not familiar with kate mcnelly or grant out bright definitely uh give it a listen because you'll learn everything you need to know about them and um you know uh, once again like i said old man river there he's uh as reliable as the sun and um you know just uh really love the content what else is there to say oh here's what the else is there to say did i just say that right god almighty uh, guys, I'm getting over COVID. Okay. I had my third bout with COVID. I'll get to that in a minute, but, uh, I, I'm not that I should use COVID for uh lack of brain activity, but, um, what else is there to say about Darren? Well, as I'm fond of saying, if you've ever watched the hockey fight on YouTube, chances are. It has been on the 4th Line Voice YouTube channel. Uh, he had over 2,700 fights, but I guess YouTube's got their panties in a bunch lately. And um, I guess they're taking off some fights. I know he had to re-upload a bunch. but um, So he's at, let's call it 2,600 plus fights right now. But check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that channel. Check out the 4th uh, Line Voice podcast. And uh, like I said, you will not be disappointed. And uh I mentioned it briefly, Alec. Alec and I are on the same schedule lately, it seems like, as far as putting out uh content. Um Alec's been a busy young man lately. Uh I think he uh fuck, was it a picture of him on a boat or on a dock or something where he was kinda of posing? Uh brought back memories of the uh posters that I would have grown up with in the seventies of the the ladies posing and Alec, I mean, talk about a sexy beast, uh, it was Alec posing with the, with a beer in his hand. And, um, I, I'm not going to lie. He's, he's an attractive young lad. So, uh, so check that out on Twitter on any of his social media. I think he posted it. So, uh, but Alec, um, he just posted, I think yesterday that he completed an episode with, uh, Worcester Railers, uh, player, Chris Ordebody, And, um, that's something I'm really looking forward to listening to, and I believe that'll release this Tuesday. So, uh, so I am really looking forward to that. You know, Chris is part of uh, part of the Worcester organization. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happens going forward. Uh, to be honest with you, as far as Worcester goes, uh, Ross Olson finished. You know, fin- well, he didn't finish the year here. He got traded to Orlando. I say here, like I'm in Worcester. Ross Olson finished the year in our, well, no, he didn't even finish the year in Orlando. He went from Worcester, traded to Orlando, and then when Orlando season was over, he had a, a PTO with Providence. So I don't know if, if, uh, Ross is going to, uh, going to go back to Worcester next year, to be honest with you, I think he should definitely get at the very least, uh, a tryout with an American league team. I don't I don't see any reason why. Uh but I uh I guess with if Ross leaves and they don't fill that role, maybe with a Cade McNelly, uh I guess some of the heavy listing is lifting is going to fall on the shoulders of Chris body. And um so I know a little bit about him, watched a few of his fights on um Alex channel and on on um on other other uh avenues on YouTube. But uh but I am really looking forward to this episode. Like I said, I think he puts him out on Tuesday. It's been so long, I mean, who am I to make a comment? Uh but uh but every Tuesday, Five for Fighting podcast with Alec Coden Salin, proud member of Six Pack Coverage. Check it out this Tuesday, Chris Ordebody of the Worcester Railers, who if you do not know by now, I don't know why not, but that is the East Coast Hockey League affiliate of your New York Islanders And uh, just as Darren has a YouTube channel So does Alec The Five Fight for Fighting YouTube channel uh, Go to Alec's channel and hit subscribe I think um, you monetize YouTube At a thousand, a thousand subscribers maybe So um, definitely Alec's got to pay for all these vacations he takes So definitely go and subscribe Get Throw some extra loot in his pocket And um, you know <laughs> To be honest with you Alec is probably one of the better people. I think the ECHL should, uh, should write him a check or something. Cause he's, he does a great job of promoting their leak. Um, they may not see it that way, but, uh, but he definitely does. So, uh, so check out his five for fighting YouTube channel. And also, as I've said a million times, he's the czar of the enforcer appreciation page on Facebook, which by the way, is where Darren gets a lot of his Sunday. Bleh, easy for me to say, fuck, Sunday shit show material. A little, the frightening thing is, there are so many knowledgeable posters on that board, and yet there's so many fucking idiots. It is absolutely incredible. You know, it, you get people, fucking people, probably from their basement, are, are like shit talking guys who played pro. I don't get it. I I don't get it. But you know what? Social media, so but definitely check out the enforcer appreciation page on Facebook, so, as I've done all season long, it's time for the uh, bridgeport guys it's been that long since since I've brought you an episode when when i the last episode I recorded, uh Bridgeport was still playing, so uh it's been a while so but so there's still a few uh, items left on this fight report uh all bridgeport. Now, I'm not sure in the last episode if I uh, if I listed these fights. So uh, if I did, then I apologize. Although, like I said, it's been about six months since I put out an episode. So um, on April 15th, Mike Cornell, uh, friend of the show, uh, second fight of the year against Garrett Wilson of uh, Lehigh. Va- no, not Lehigh. Oh, yeah. Lehigh Valley. We're in the American League. Okay. Uh, Mike Cornell versus Garrett Wilson, Lehigh Valley. Uh, The next night, Felix Bebo, who, if I'm not mistaken, may have retired from playing, and I think he's a coach somewhere now. Uh, I think that was Felix. I'm not sure, but I'm 99% sure that Felix Bebo is no longer an active player. He's uh, he's coaching somewhere. But again, if I'm wrong, it probably isn't even the first time today. Um, Felix had the last regular season fight for Bridgeport. God, I really have marbles in my mouth today. Jesus, I'm I'm tired, but whatever. Uh, Felix Bebo against Matt Bartkowski of Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. So that was uh, the last fight of the year for Bridgeport, who finishes the year with uh, 27 regular season fights. They had one in the exhibition. That was uh, Mike Cornell against former Sound Tiger, Cedric Lacroix, uh, son of Danny. And then they had two fights in the playoffs. Um, Kyle McLean fought Carson Twerinsky of Charlotte. And, and that was on, um, May 10th. And then on May 12th, the final fight of the year for Bridgeport, Jeff Kubiak against, uh, well, Patrick Giles, Patrick Giles, I, I'll say Patrick Giles, also of Charlotte. So, uh, 27 regular season fights for Bridgeport, one exhibition fight. Uh I'm I'm not going to get used to preseason. When I was a kid, they were exhibition games. So I'm I'm till the day I die I'm going to still call the preseason games exhibition games. And uh and then two playoff fights. So uh brings a total <coughs> Excuse me, brings the total to 30 fights this year for the Sound Tigers to go with the 24 fights for the Islanders. So yeah, so I I um I got covid um about a week and a half ago. Third time I've had it. I guess second official time. First time I had it um covid wasn't a thing. So they didn't really know what I had. They just knew that um I didn't have the flu. They tested me for the flu. I didn't have it and uh, they didn't know what I had. So they gave me a pack, and, uh, four days later I was fine. But, um, that was before COVID blew up. Then I had it a couple of Christmases ago. Uh, and then I got it again this week and, um, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as the other. The first time was a nightmare. The second time was, wasn't the worst. This time wasn't bad except, uh, it just kicked my ass in terms of energy. Just totally zapped me of energy. I, I was exhausted. Um but uh but I survived. Binge watched a lot of shows. Uh what did I binge watch? Uh The Patriot on Amazon. I, I found that very entertaining. Uh I guess sort of a dark comedy. Uh but it's only two seasons. It's not a lot of time investing. If it's something I would definitely check out. Um I binge watched, uh, the thing about Pam that was, uh, I believe on NBC. I I think that was really well done. Uh, I binge watched, uh, Yellowstone. So I have enough streaming services. I'm not paying for Paramount or Peacock or whatever it is, but, uh, over the Memorial day holiday, um, Paramount network played all all four seasons of uh Yellowstone and I I thought it was amazing so if you if you haven't seen it but you enjoyed the Sopranos or you know Sons of Anarchy basically it's the same show just on a different setting uh sorry guys sorry uh I'm not the biggest Kevin Costner fan but he's amazing in it and um there's (laughs) there is uh one part in season four. I, well, I won't even say it. Uh, I mean, it's really not. Well, nah, fuck it. You know what? I'm not going to say it. Because if you haven't watched it, it, it's sort of a main part of the season. So I don't want to ruin it. But uh, but I don't know when season five's coming out. But it's definitely worth watching if, uh, if you're looking for a show to watch. And <coughs> folks, I, I'm so sorry. I think my my uh, throat is dry, and I don't want to have a drink down here. Um, the next show I'm going to watch, which I didn't watch back in the day, and then one of my uh, my friends at work brought it up is Boardwalk Empire, and and I didn't watch it when it was originally on, um, but I wanted to watch that, so that'll be the next thing that I binge watch. And uh, also, um, I think I actually watched it before I got COVID, but I watched all six episodes of Shorzy which is the spinoff of, of, um, Letter Kenny. It's on Hulu if you never watched it. Uh, really Shorzy's hilarious. Um, the thing I enjoy about Shorzy is the disclaimer in the beginning that it's intended for mature audiences. And it makes me laugh because it's not, I mean, it is, I guess, in terms of age, but I think if you have an immature sense of humor, you'll enjoy it even more. And, um, I I've probably watched all six episodes, maybe four times. Uh, that's how much I enjoy it. I think it's hilarious. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. In a second, I'm going to have to go get something to drink. Um, Terry Ryan, who, um, who I I've been on his show. I've known Terry a very long time. He's one of the main characters at Shorzy. And it's really cool because, um, all right, hold on because I'm going to keep coughing. I got to get something to drink. So stand by. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, you know, normally I try to power through stuff like that, but, uh, you know, you don't need to hear me fucking call for the next half hour. So uh, I apologize for that. I got some iced tea. Should be good to go. So as I was saying, sure is he six episodes and uh, Terry Ryan, you know, he's got uh, he's a he's a big deal now. You know, he's got his own show. Tales with TR. He's also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, uh, he's written two books, uh, he's been in a lot of things on TV and movies and stuff and a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, Terry is, um, I'm trying to think, I, I met him when he was a rookie with Fredericton. Good good guys, parents are great, senior gal, really, really nice people. Uh, and Terry, you know what? First round pick. Uh, but he's, uh, he's a, he's a regular guy. And he works his ass off, you know, and when I watched Shorzy, I sent him a text and I said, you know, I know I'm a little older than you. Um, I said, so take this more as like a big brother type thing. But like, I'm really proud of him, like watching, watching Shorzy, you know, like I said, main character, uh, Ted Hitchcock, and uh, there's a joke in there, but you'll have to watch the show. Um, <clears throat> and um, like, I just watch it and I'm like, damn, you know, good for him. Like anyone that works hard, like <sighs> I'm so tired of, of this stuff where, you know, you get what you get because you're, you check a box, you know, and I think that's horseshit. And, and if you know me, uh, you know, that's what I stand for. You know, you know that. And, uh, I'm all about meritocracy and I'm, I'm sick of the fucking society we live in now where you check a box and, and, oh, that's all you need, whether you're qualified or not. And, um, you know, someone like Terry, you know, paying his dues, Working his ass off behind the scenes on different uh, different movies and TV shows, and so finally he gets to. Uh, I mean, listen the the role he's playing was made for him. He's play. He's a hockey player from Newfoundland, so uh, not a stretch there for Tr. But watching him in the show, you know, it, it's it's just really cool, and um, you know, really really good guy. The show is funny as hell, and um, I'm I'm hoping. I know it's done really well in Canada. Uh I don't know about here, but uh I hope so. I know Letterkenny's big all over the place, so hopefully this will be big. Uh, cuz I really hope there's at least a season 2. I, I'd love uh, six episodes definitely not enough. But uh but I did watch that also. So if you have Hulu, uh you can definitely watch Shorezy. It it I guess it it definitely helps if you watch Letterkenny, but there's 10 seasons of that. So um you definitely get the background on the Shorezy character by watching Letterkenny. Um but you could probably watch Shorezy without watching Letterkenny. You just won't get everything about the character, but really really funny shit and uh really cool to see uh, a guy like Terry Terry doing well and um just just fun. It's a fun watch. Uh you know, it's um it's definitely like an immature humor because I, you know, I watched some, I watched it myself. Like I said, I think four, four times I've watched it. And uh, I watched a few of the episodes with uh, my son, my youngest son who has uh, an immature sense of humor like I do. And he he thought it was funny and he has no idea uh, about the backstory of any of the characters and he laughed his ass off. So um, <clears throat> definitely, uh, I would definitely recommend that also. So basically all the shows I binge watched were, were actually really quality shows. So all of them that I listed here, uh, you're not wasting your time, that's for sure. So it's a bittersweet episode here for me um, because I guess I I knew that this would happen at some point, but you never know when. And uh, so the name of this episode is called It's Been Fun. And uh, that's because this, not going to say it's the final episode, because it's not. I know it's not the final episode. But based on when, you know, for a long time there, I was giving you guys an episode a week. And I think that had a lot to do with COVID. Uh, Schedule wide open, not working. A lot of the guest schedules wide open, not playing hockey, not working. Uh, It was a lot easier. Um, and I think I may have even said it in my first or second episode. Um, once this becomes a source of stress and I I've said it a bunch of times. So just, just humor me on this. Okay. Um, once it becomes any sort of stress or aggravation, I'm out, I'm out. Um, this was a hobby and, you know, I'd listen to, to Darren do his show. I listened to Alec, and I thought, you know what? It might be fun to do something like that. You know, the guys sound like they're having fun. I I know enough players, and uh, why not? But they they would interview anybody. So I guess this is a little bit of the backstory, and you know to to do a another show like that. Uh, and I'm not even counting the shows that, that were around when I started or have since sprouted up while I've been on. Um, and there's a a glut of X player shows out now. And, um, some of them are really good and some of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. I would listen to Darren. I'd listen to Alec. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like fun. Maybe it's something I can do. And I did. But like I said, I don't want it to be a third show like that. And I wanted it to be a little different. You know, listen, all our shows are similar. But um, I didn't want it, again, to be the same thing. So I put my own spin on it. I wanted it to be an Islander-based Enforcer podcast with – Uh, didn't have to be New York Islanders could be anyone that played in the system, anyone that was drafted by them, anyone with, uh, a connection. So this way, um, it's slightly different. You knew when you tuned into my show, it was going to be someone with an Islander connection where if you tuned into fourth line voice or you tuned into five for fighting, It could be someone that played in the NHL. It could be someone that played in the Coast. It could be someone that played in the SJHL. It could be someone that played in the OHL, the AHL, the I. It could be anybody. And with mine, it was just they had to have an honor connection just to separate it a little bit. Now, by doing that, there were a couple of guys that I really would kill to interview. But... That's those are the parameters I set for myself. So in a way I you know, maybe a handful of guys I would have loved to interview. Uh, but I didn't. And uh I said, okay, so there's already enough shows like this. And Darren and Alec are the best at it. Um no reason to add a third show to the mix. So I I started the show and before I started the show, I reached out to like maybe 20, 30 guys. Yeah, I'm into it for sure. Let's get it going. No problem. No problem. So, the important thing to remember though is it's a hobby for me. I don't get paid for it. Never got paid for this show. It's a hobby. And you're, whether you're, whatever your hobby is, your hobby is there for a number of reasons. Your hobby is there to take your mind off of your everyday responsibilities. Uh, your hobby is there to have you know add some fun to your life, uh, some variety, whatever it is. But nobody, nobody picks a hobby to piss themselves off. So this was a hobby for me. It's nothing I needed to do, but fuck, I will tell you this this show absolutely kept me sane during the pandemic and i know i'm repeating myself but it's worth saying again that the show gave me a purpose where there were times during the pandemic where and i'm sure you've, you you experienced this too where things just seem hopeless and you get up every day and you're like well what the fuck am i going to do today you know there's so many restrictions there's people making decisions on whether i can leave my fucking house uh there's people making decisions whether I can go to the store, whether that store is even open. So what am I going to do today? And getting up and doing the research for the show and then doing the interviews for the show, it was an absolute lifesaver. Uh, it really was. So in that respect, I'm glad I decided to do it because it was a godsend. And um but like I said, it's a hobby and it was fun. And every now and then Guys would say they'd do it and then you couldn't get a hold of them. But like I said, because everyone's going through the same pandemic, it was few and far between. And I would have two or three guys lined up ready to go. So if I couldn't get a hold of one guy or schedules didn't match up, well, I'll just move on to the next one and go back. So it was, it was fine. And then thankfully, you know, things start to get back to, I won't say normal because. Oh, I don't know about where you live but I know here in New York it's certainly not fucking normal. But things get back to wherever they're going to be. Everyone gets back to their schedule. I I go back to work. Now all of a sudden I don't have as much spare time. And now scheduling is a problem. And um one, one thing led to another. One, you know. I can't do it anymore. I just can't because um If, I'm trying to put this in a way where I won't come off like an asshole, but if you work, if you work, your job is not just the, let's just say eight hours, it's not just the eight hours you put in, it's the getting up, getting ready for work that day, your commute to work, you go to work, you put in your eight hours, maybe 10, 12 hours, then your commute home. So that is, for me, an eight-hour shift for me is a 10, 11-hour day. Now, what I would like to do, you know, maybe to unwind a little bit, come home, do a little research, maybe schedule an interview, and that would be perfect, but I don't have as much time as I had obviously during the pandemic. None of us do. Uh, so the show was never going to stay a weekly show as much as I would have liked it to. And for everyone out there that has sent me notes about how they enjoy the solo episodes, which really it blows my mind, the amount of, of, uh, messages I got about that. Uh, I it, guys, you blew my mind. You, you did. I mean, fuck, you really did. Um, I always feel like no one's going to listen to me. Why are you going to just tune in to listen to me? That's why I always wanted the show to be an interview driven show because I'm not interesting. I'm not fucking boring. I'm, I'm probably the most boring person on the planet. The players are the ones you're tuning in to listen to. They have the stories. They went, they've been through the wars. They've, they've been through the struggle to make it as high as they they've made it. Those are the people you want to listen to. Nobody wants to listen to me bitch and fucking moan. No way. But like I said, I, I got so much positive feedback. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll give it a try. So I tried doing those seasons episodes, which were fun to do, but they're time consuming. I mean, you know, they, they really are. They're really time consuming. You're watching a fight six, seven times. Cause you don't want to miss anything. You want to get all the details in there. Um, so maybe for an hour episode, it, you're, fuck, you're taking two hours, two and a half hours to, to do just an hour episode. And to me, they're not as fun as doing the interviews. So I did a few of those, you know, eh, I did a couple of episodes, you know, just general talking about the Islander stuff, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. It's just not for me. It honestly is and, and And like I said, thank you to everyone who would send, because I would say that in every episode. It's not for me. And I would get a bunch of emails or DMs saying, hey man, you know, I love those episodes. Keep them up and they're interesting and you're funny or whatever. And thank you. But it, they're not fun for me. I want, I've, uh, the purpose of this program was to always bring you content, interview-based content, not listening to me fucking bitch and complain for an hour. But Anyway. I said it and I said it was a hobby. I said, once it became aggravating, I'm out. And and like I said, I am out. Um, by, By limiting it to the Islanders and Islander affiliates, it cuts the potential number of guests by a massive number. If you, if you think about all the players who, who have, who have done this enforcer role in any league, if they have no connection to the Islanders, it, it cut my pool massively. But even with that, there's still a ton of guys to pick from. So while I knew this episode would eventually happen, never did I think it would happen after a hundred, 104 episodes, this being episode one Oh five. But we've reached that point. Um, what what got me here? Um, so I've said it a few times before, and I know Darren has said it a bunch of times, and Alec has said it a bunch of times. Uh, probably the biggest factor in this are are just lack of communication. So you. Uh, You obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know my backstory from a decade ago where I was part of a news cycle. And I was reached out to by a bunch of people to do interviews. Still am to this day. Now, obviously, not as many, not even close. But every single person that had ever reached out to me to do an interview. I responded to, uh, most of the time it was, yeah, I'd say I can remember two interviews that I didn't turn down. Uh, I said the time didn't work for me. Can we do it another time? And both parties said that didn't work for them. And the way we left off was I'm, if you change your mind, let me know and we'll work it out if i if you're willing to work with me i'm willing to work with you but every single entity interviewer show that reached out to me it was just a common courtesy to answer them it just was and i don't understand why it doesn't that doesn't translate over now Look, I have stated numerous times, I know my place in the podcast world. I know it. I know what I am. Me reaching out to a person is a lot different than Joe Rogan reaching out to a person. It's a lot different than a Paul Bissonnette reaching out to a person. I get it. But someone reaches out to you, just have the courtesy to at least say no thank you. Why is that so hard? I don't know. And the funny thing is now, there's there's been, like I said, there's been a, a glut of former player shows out there now. And guys seem like they'll trip over themselves to get on those shows. And there's a couple of shows I'm thinking about right now in my head. I think they're absolute garbage. Garbage. And, but... They're former players, so they have that Rolodex. And they have the name recognition. Who the fuck am I? But I promise you, and I'm not trying to be an arrogant douchebag here. I'm not. I promise you, if those players were on my show, the interview would have been better. And I, I have no problem saying that. I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm sorry that if I come off like that, I have enough confidence in the, in the work that I put in, in the research that I put in, that I, I don't do a lot of things very well. I do think I do this very well. Now, whether you like the sound of my voice, whether you like my interview style, that's always up for debate, but I'll put my research up against anybody. And when there are guys doing shows that are former player shows that I've asked to come on and have either just snubbed me or agreed to come on and then snub you. Yeah, that's aggravating. It is. It's aggravating. I don't, I don't put in 30 minutes of research and then kind of wing it with them on, on the air. I do my due diligence here. And I do hours and hours of research over some some players, over well over ten hours of research. So, I, I guess I don't know what's worse. I, I well I do know what's worse. I reach out to people, and I don't get an answer, which sucks. But I guess it's better than reaching out to someone who says yes I'll do it, and then never answers you again. And I say great okay I don't want to start the research until. Uh, you said you do it. Now you do it. Uh, I'll do the research. I'll get back to you. So maybe it's a week later because I take all that time to do the research. And now all of a sudden nobody answers. I can't get an answer. And that's frustrating. And it happens once. Okay. Happens twice. Okay. Then it starts happening a little more frequently. And now these same people are doing other people's shows. And now you're like, well, what the fuck? Obviously the phone works. So just, you don't have the decency to just say, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm just not going to answer you. Like, come on. I understand that with some professional athletes and you really don't see it with the guys who do this job, but I guess there's a certain amount of ego involved. But I guess if, uh, someone that you, that has done the job that's similar to, to what you've done, uh, again, these guys are free to do any show they want, but just tell me, no, don't waste my time doing all this research and then not even have the decency to answer back. Well, anyway, listen, so I'm 51 years old. I can't go around chasing other men to do interviews. And then it got to the point where it happened enough where I'm like, fuck it. It's just, it, it really, it, it just is not worth it to me. You know, um, I, I just can't do it. I'm 51 years old. let I think the problem is now, and I actually heard someone say it tonight at work, like as far as media goes, it used to be, media used to be defined. And now I think with technology, I think there are people out there that have podcasts that actually consider themselves part of the media. Are are they? I don't know. I have no idea. But that stuff, I'll let the kids do that. So I'll let the 20-somethings. chase them around and uh, try to get try to get them I can't do it and you know what just like I said when people wanted me to come on their shows I could not in good conscience leave them twisting in the wind and all I expect in return is the same respect and it just got to the point where it just it happened too much And I I just wipe my hands clean out. So, um, courtesy is just something that it shouldn't matter what your station in life is. And it shouldn't matter what, what, where, whatever it is, whatever content you're putting out there. Um, if I reach out to Mr. X and Joe Rogan reaches out to Mr. X, well, whose show do you think Mr. X is going to go on? Of course he's gonna do Joe Rogan show. And you know what? He should. <laughs> he should. But that doesn't mean that Mr. X can't shoot me a quick message and go, hey, listen, I I am gonna end up doing uh Rogan show. Maybe we can you know revisit this another time. Hey, would I be Well, no, I, I don't think I'd be pit. I'd be like and not depressed. I don't it wouldn't be Would it suck? Yeah, absolutely it would suck. But you know, could you do both? Well, if you can't, then yeah, you got to go, you got to go do the big boy show. I, I totally get that. Well, anyway, <clears throat> so this has happened way too much over the last little bit and, um, and I've had enough. So I'm out. Um, another thing I, I'd i like to think, I'd like to think that, uh, self-awareness, I think it's very important in life. And and as I've said a bunch of times, I know I'm a ham and egger, absolutely 100%, absolute ham and egger. I mean, define average Joe, no question. And I know where this show stands in the pecking order of podcasts. Again, I am realistic. I think self-awareness is a good thing. And there's been a few things that have happened in the last couple of months also, Where I kind of think, I always say the universe has a way of sorting things out. And and I feel pretty confident in that. And maybe with these things that, that happened where I expected things to go a certain way and they absolutely went a complete 180 from what I was hoping. You know, maybe that was the universe's way of going, hey, you know what? You're you stay in that lane, and uh, this is not your lane. And and maybe you need to just remember that. Remember your lane is over there. This is not your lane. This is other people's lanes, not yours. And if something happens once, maybe it's a it's a blip. And if it happens more than once, maybe it's the beginning of a trend. And Maybe, uh, you know, and it's not that I'm going to get into, but, uh, maybe with these things, you know, to some, they might seem innocuous Uh, to me. Uh, you know, eh, maybe the universe is trying to tell me something. So maybe I need to, uh, pump the brakes a little bit and, uh, realize which lane I'm in and, uh, you know, just reassess things. So. So, after one hundred five episodes, this being episode one o five, I am calling it a day now <coughs> excuse me i I wrote a note here, and i'm I'm sort of laughing at that now, obviously, being the cranky old man I am, I have pet peeves, and uh one of those pet peeves, and I don't know if this bothers you is when people on social media announce. That they're taking a break from social media. So you're scrolling through your feed and all of a sudden you stumble upon, uh, I just want to let everyone know I'll be taking a break from social media for the next little bit. Why are you telling me? You know, um, I think that for, the, for most of us, uh, social media, we have our friends that are on social media that were our friends before social media that uh, maybe we keep in touch with via text or phone calls or whatever. And then there are people that we're friends with since social media. I don't need to know that you're taking a break from social media. Nobody does. Uh, Social media is just getting too intense lately. Um, Social media is this. Social media is that. I got to step away. Just step away. Nobody needs to know that you're stepping away. Nobody, nobody. Are you saying you're stepping away? Because you want people to go, oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you stepping away? Is everything okay? Oh god like if you want attention, just say you want attention. Just say, shit's happening in my life. Is there anyone out there I can talk to? Don't be like, oh I'm stepping away. Just fucking step away. Um so that's not what this is. The reason why I'm doing this episode is because I I really want to thank everybody that was uh that was a part of this program and that helped me get it started. So it's certainly not, I'm not doing this for people to send me messages and go, I'm really sorry to hear about the show. No, um, this is about thanking everybody who helped me do 105 episodes. Uh, I think it was Darren that said once the average podcast lasts about seven episodes. So the fact that I was able to pump out 105 is, is pretty, it's pretty important to me. Of course, I would love to do double or triple that, but, uh, right now it's not in the cards. So, um, so, but, but the reason why I'm saying that is, is because, like I said, I don't want it to be, oh, pity me. No, don't fucking pity me. I pumped out 105 episodes and most of those episodes were interviews that I am fucking damn proud of. So, um, this is a thank you to everybody who, who participated in this program one way or another in one way, shape or form. And it's for also, um, to people who listen, you know, to the listeners out there, you know, I don't say fans of the show. I mean, that's fuck again, fans. Uh, but if you take the time to listen to this show, thank you so much. Like really. So this is also for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. It means a lot to me. So it's not woe is me. It's fucking thank you guys. Thank you people. Really. It, it, that's really what it is. Um, now, there are a few players that I had been in touch with about appearing on the show. So um, while I'm not going to actively pursue interviews anymore, there there could conceivably be three or four interviews, episodes that come out after this one. So this is the final, and I'm doing air quotes episode, but there could be other episodes out after this. And and the other thing is, if if a player is familiar with the show or becomes familiar with the show and sends me a message and say, hey, you know, if you're interested, I'd love to come on your show. If a player approaches me, I'll absolutely do it. Basically, what is over is me approaching players. I can't do that anymore. It's not worth it. But there are i think four players out there that uh that I had been in contact with and I, I if they're still into it I will definitely I'll definitely do those episodes. So while this is the last episode it's probably not the last episode. And as far as future episodes if a, like I said if a player reaches out to me I would definitely do it. And then there's certain players that um if I'm not going to go big game hunting but there are certain players that played for this organization that if I have the opportunity um, to have an actual face to face with them and bring up the show, if they would come on, I would do it. But um, you know, this is episode one Oh five, maybe at some point you get 10 more episodes before it's finally shut down. I have no idea, but I just don't want you to be surprised if one day you open up your, uh, your podcast, uh, list. And all of a sudden you see, uh, you see my little, uh, Joe Marisich logo on there because this is the last episode, but it's probably not the final episode, if that makes sense. So, um, so just please, again, humor me and don't fast forward because it's very important that you hear these names because if you appreciate this show, or, and if you enjoy the content, none of this happens without the play, uh, players, the people I'm about to list. This this show does not happen without this list of people that I'm that I'm going to read off to you here. And so, please, out of respect for them, respect for me, respect for the content, respect for the show, don't fast forward through this. Just humor me and listen. Um, so when I first thought about doing the show, uh. There are a few people that had established programs that I, I was I was friends with. Well, I'm still friends with. And I reached out to them for some advice on how to get started. And uh, the three people that helped me get everything off the ground uh, were Pat Dixon, Joe Rizzo, and Jay Kelly. Uh, so from the technical side of things, those three guys really, really helped me out as far as uh, what programs to use, what uh, hosting service, a bunch of things. Because it was... It's still foreign to me. I mean, it honestly is. I'm fuck. I don't. <laughs> I think it sounds like I don't know what I'm doing half the time. But um, those three guys, they really helped me out, and I, I want to thank you, Pat, Joe, and Jay, uh, for helping me get this off the ground. Uh, I'm going to thank them when I list the players. But thanks to Mike McWilliam, I've said it before. Mike, uh, Mike put the intro together for me. Uh, he didn't have to do that. I know he likes to do that kind of stuff. Uh, very interested in music and stuff. I, I don't know. Do you call it mixing or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's called when you put all that stuff together. Uh, but Mike uh, offered to put the intro together for me, and he did. And it's the intro I've used for all my episodes since he did it. And uh, <clears throat> I just want to thank uh, thank the Mac Daddy for that. Uh, as I mentioned, Joe Maricich, Uh Joe Maricich did my logo. And, um, you know, I love it. It'll continue to be my logo for uh, no matter how many episodes I end up doing. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, and while I'm on that subject, thank you to everybody who purchased any merchandise with that logo on it. Uh, still blows my mind that people would spend their money to support the program and, uh, and, uh, support the show. And, uh, just thank you. I, I don't know what else to say that, uh, and, and I listen. That I, I didn't make, I didn't make money on the merchandise. Um, but even if I sold 50 shirts, which I don't even, I don't even think I sold that many, I don't know, but thank you so much. If you put your money down in order to uh, any of my merchandise, thank you very much. Now, while he's never been a guest of the show, Dean Chennault is, uh, he's a good friend and an invaluable resource. Uh, Dean's always there to help. Uh the dude has uh so many contacts and uh always happy to help if I reach out to him and say, Hey, are you still in contact with this guy or that guy? And um always, always willing to help me. And uh I I tell him every time I see him or talk to him, hey, I got the questions ready to go. If you ever change your mind about coming on the show, um I am ready to go at the drop of a hat. And I'll say it again, Dino. Um please if you ever change your mind, uh I'm ready, I'm ready, but thank you for your help with this program so you heard me mention uh, Darren at the 4th Line Voice and Alec uh, 5 for Fighting earlier uh, we definitely help each other out uh, definitely promote each other's shows Um, and you know they're good friends and uh, they're great at what they do and they always uh, pump out uh you know tell tell their listeners about my show and i've done the same and uh they i'm i would imagine they probably both have more listeners than me so um they're actually getting not the short end of the straw at my listeners because obviously you guys are upper crust but in terms of numbers maybe um but i just want to thank darren and alec for um Always you know, pumping my tires here, and although he doesn't have a show anymore, Bobby Longgrass, who had a show called Bucket Drop, uh, he would he would do the same thing. So I want to thank you guys for always uh, mentioning my show and telling your listeners to check out my little program here. Um, uh, you people out there that listen to the show, thank you so much. That I mean, really, thank you. Fuck from the bottom of my heart. I, I really appreciate the fact that you see my little logo pop up on your podcast feed and you, you take the time to click it. I uh, fuck. I love you for that. Thank you. They, you know, just thank you guys. I, I really do. Now, I want to rattle off the guests. It's a, it's a bit of a long list, uh, but again, th- this is these are the people that uh, that made the show what it is because they're they're who I wanted to get and they were very giving of their time. So, I'm not going to say much about about the guys because I'm going to be it's going to end up being a 3-hour show of me thanking everybody and trying to add a little comment here or there. So, I'm going to list off the guys that have appeared on this show. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking your personal time and chatting with me and telling your stories. Uh I hope I hope that when we were done with the interviews and if you re-listen to the interviews, I hope that, uh, I, I did your career justice and I did your stories justice because, uh, you're the reason why I did the show. And, uh, I hope none of you were disappointed with my effort and, um, you know, just again, thank you for coming on. So we're going to start, uh, with Dean Ewan, Paul Cruz, Mike McWilliam, Mick Vacoda. Jamie Rivers, Brent Severin, John Forsland, Kerry Clark, Jason Strudwick, Jim McKenzie, Dave Chazowski, Jeff Zare, Richie Pilon, Daniel Lacroix, Sean Byram, Rob DeMaio, Aaron Asham, Eric Bolton, Brian Curran, Yannick Turcott, Jody Robinson, Mike Dalhusen, Blair Riley, Mike Cornell, Graham Townsend, Kevin Devine, Ray Schultz, Trevor Gillies, Rod Dahlman, Drew Fada, Ken Belanger, Joey Diamond, Kevin Kaminsky, Roman Ender, Ben Olson, Nolan Clayton, Darcy Harris, Wayne Doucette, Trevor Steinberg, Barry Dreger, Dean Terbojevich, Vern Smith, Matt Karkner, Rick Hayward, Brandon DeFazio, Steve Jakes, Rich Lisk, uh, and for the Clark Gillies tribute episode, I had Dean Ewan on again, Mick Vakoda on again, Dave Chazowski on again, and uh, Jim Johnson, a longtime Islander, uh, marketing and, uh, public relations. Uh Jimmy was nice enough to come on. So I had the, the three repeat guests and then Jim Johnson on the Clark Gillies episode. Uh Phil DiGaetano. Uh Yuka Sutari was on the Andre Shrubko episode. And uh I mean that really those guys really thank you a lot for uh for taking the time to come on this show and tell your story. And the bad thing about an episode like this where it's a lot of thank yous is inevitably someone is left out so i just want to say if if you're if you're someone that has helped me out with this and i i left you out it was not done on purpose um it's uh, it's late at night on saturday night i want to get this out uh I'm finally, i finally finally feel like i have enough energy it's been 2 weeks uh i made a list and fuck if i left you out i apologize it was not done on purpose at all so i i'm really sorry about that um and i guess the last thing i want to say is is i guess it's just something that i said earlier um i never got paid for this show but i i took this program very seriously and part of the reason why i started the show Like I said, besides listening to people like Darren and Alec was because aside from those guys, and then the odd episode here or there with different shows where their focus wasn't on the enforcers. um, I listened to some shows that had enforcers on and honestly, I thought the interview sucked. I did. Now, I can't do a show on finished left wingers. It's not going to be a good show or goalies. No, I can't, I can't do that. But I I think I've done a good job with this program and I, I take a lot of pride in the content that I've produced. I'm very proud of this show and hopefully, like I said, the guests that I've had on, they're proud of their interviews. And it's something that maybe they'll share with their friends and family um, I think Darren actually called it an oral biography and, and I guess, I guess that it is. So, um, I put everything I had into each and every episode. Uh, I, I tried to leave, uh, I did tried not to leave any unturned stones when it, when it came to these guests and, um, I hope that's how they came across to you people. So, um, I just want you to know that I hope when you listen to any of my content, that i want you to know that i poured my heart and soul into every episode and it i didn't want to be that guy i i didn't want to be the reason why someone else did a show because they listened to my show and said god this guy sucks and he doesn't ask the right questions i didn't want to be an inspiration the wrong way like some people were for me to get this show started you know um I would listen to some, some shows. I I think I doubt any of them are even still on and they'd have guests on that. I'd want to hear. And I would just be like, wow, you just left out an entire chunk of their career. Did you, you didn't even talk about when they played on this team or that team. And I was like, wow, this is what a waste of time. But like I said, folks, I am just proud of what I've done I know there are people out there That do it better I am under no misconceptions uh, This this is really a salute To the guests And a salute to you listeners So um, for you people out there Thank you again If you've ever taken the time To listen to this show And um, I think I've I mentioned them A few times now uh, When you're friends with Mike McWilliam And he says goodbye on the phone He says ciao for now And, uh, so, uh, in the words of Mike McWilliam, ciao for now.